With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Here's Miller and Condon. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. All right, good morning, everybody. Welcome in. Miller and Condon on a Monday, Des Moines Sports Station. 106.3 KXNO. It's Trent Condon and Ken Miller. We're with you for the next couple of hours. I'm glad you're spending some of that time here with us. A busy, busy Monday to recap the uh, weekend that was. Trust everybody had a good Thanksgiving. I know certainly I did. Trent, you're back from St. Louis. A little spring in your steps, so good time with the family. Good food. Good food. Great Attaboy. food. And uh, I love Phil Fleck. <laughs> uh, Phil Fleck and me are tight. You've always said that. He's you know what? If a lot of respect. Yeah, we, there's, there's very seldom a week go by that you're not in your boy Fair and Severly's. I wonder if they can get Fleck. Uh, anyways, we'll get to that as Phil Fleck does the Hawkeyes a favor. Well, his football team does. And the Hawks stamp their ticket to uh, Indianapolis to take on Michigan. What a crazy weekend it was. So much to recap. Want to do the Hawkeye football. Uh, we have to talk about Cyclone basketball. Yeah. about TJ Otzelberger? My God. Jazz Koontz. Uh, he's really starting to come on, as well as some of his other teammates as well. The Cyclone football, Brees Hall, dot, 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 Lincoln Riley, Matt Campbell, dot, dot, dot. Looks like he's going absolutely nowhere. Um, <laughs> where do you want to start? It's a great question because there's so many different directions that we can go. But let's start with football. What do you say? Yeah, I'm, I'm all for it. Yeah. Uh, and um, in order that they played, the Hawks go over to Nebraska. Another typical Iowa win, right? Ferentz's quote after the game, and I'm paraphrasing, so I'll be close. We're not the the, prettiest car in the lot, but we get from point A to point B pretty well. Yeah. Which is a pretty apt description of this Hawkeye football team. Needed a blocked kick, uh, which was a huge game changer, Mm -hmm. and it seemed like Nebraska knew at that time. Certainly the radio team seemingly did when that happened. The, oh boy, here we go again type of moment, and that's what it was. Um, quarterback change in the middle of the game, Padilla out, Petrus in. I guess we're going to find out tomorrow what that means pursuant to Saturday in Indianapolis. I think most folks think that will be Petrus, although Padilla with those two beasts mm-hmm. that will be chasing um, whichever quarterback around, well, they won't be chasing Petrus. They'll know right where to find him. <laughs> <Right. laughs> which is which why I was kind of hoping that Padilla would get the call. But uh, the, the game itself, Trent, where where do you want to go as far as what you saw in Lincoln on uh, Friday, 1230? As you said, obviously the punt block was the game changer. It just completely flipped that game. It looked like Nebraska was finally going to find a way Going to end what at the time was 17 straight losses against ranked teams and on and on and on. A little positive momentum going into the offseason. And then Henry Marques makes a play. My favorite part about it, though, is he was asked after the game about it. And he completely breaks down what they looked at at film, what they saw, the cadence they were using on the punt. And it again shows you the difference between Uh, coaching. 
I win so many teams. Yes. And the importance of the third, and it is yes. three elements You're of right. football. One team does it this way, mm-hmm. and that's Iowa. Nebraska continues to be mm-hmm. a problem mm-hmm. on that side of the football. Special teams are a problem for them. And what Iowa does and what LeVar Woods, Woods continues to do puts him, I think, in the conversation for head coaching jobs. Mm-hmm. I think puts him in conversation for the next head coach whenever Kirk decides to hang it up. Yep. Because the attention to detail that they do game in and game out with special teams to close that edge. And you can point to yardage totals and everything else. How does Iowa close the gap? <laughs> special teams. That's exactly right. They have one of the best kickers in the yep. country. They have a the great punter. Yep. They have coverage units year after year after year that are excellent. Mm-hmm. And they have return game with mm-hmm. Charlie Jones. Jack Campbell's on the coverage. I mean, but you put right? good players out there. Yeah, T- Terry Roberts is a star on special teams. Ivory Kelly Martin before he was hurt. He was mm-hmm. excellent as a yep. gunner. Turned out not the running back that many people hoped, and sure. the fumble issues popped up. But he still was out there when healthy and making big plays. Mm-hmm. And that's how Iowa closes the gap. You can't just look at total yards and say, well, they stink. Because there's more than just elements of offense and defense. I'll tell you what I look at, Trent, and what I think everybody can look at this morning. You don't have to go very far when you look at the standings. A 10 and a dash and a 2. How? Right. I don't know. And then you go to the (laughs) West and you look in a 7 and a dash and a 2. And you don't have to look too far down. In fact, they're right on top of the Big Ten West. I'm with you. I don't know how they do it. You look at this team, they don't look 10 and 2 to me. Nope. But you know what? That's where they are. And you are what your record says that you are. And they're 10 and 2, and they're in the big, they're playing for a Big Ten championship on Saturday night. They're 60 minutes away from playing in the Rose Bowl. It's crazy. This group, yes, that has had offensive issues all season long. All season long. Has struggled to put away the likes of Colorado State, who proved to be not very good. Nope. Kent State. Mm-hmm. Struggling that game. Goodson's, I mean, he's, he's playing his best football at the right yes. time of year. And the offensive line is playing its best football, too. The, certainly the interior. Both yes. of the guards are stepping up in a big way. Um, I'll, I'll give you that. Now, this Saturday is going to be a test because mm-hmm. Michigan is, they are loaded in the trenches. They just took Ohio State, the, the woodshed. Just, I mean, Trent, that was a physical beatdown, but we'll save that for later on. What'd you think of Logan Smothers, the Husker QB, making his first start? He was pretty good. I thought they might have something. They there. have something there. I Absolutely. Think so too. And credit to Scott Frost, not late in the game, but putting together the elements of the wishbone for all intents and purposes is just out of a shotgun, but they're run a wishbone. Mm-hmm. It looked pretty good. Yeah. Shouldn't that be. The base of their offense going forward, something similar to that. You look at a program like Coastal Carolina that does the same thing. They run the wishbone, they just do it out of shotgun. And you're, there's more elements you can do. Mm-hmm. It's not the old school you know, football way of doing it. But for Nebraska, difficult to prepare for. And there's so many elements that you can run out of that. You have to think that needs to be your base going forward. You're going to go and you're going to get one more shot. I think that's their best chance. Of course, they're going to they're gonna be looking around. They'll be looking for a quarterback. And, yeah, if there's a big name that comes there, maybe that changes the element sure. a little bit. But if Smothers is a guy for next season, yep. that's where I'm starting. He's going to be our guy, and this is the way we're going to do things because as much fun as it is to make fun of him, I'll tell you what, that program as a whole, and you can see why they're dysfunctional, because they're a bunch of jars, and they just talk, yeah. and they chirp, and you get 13, and they still are getting up and talking. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's a sickening program. It really is. They they do not back up what the team did 30 years ago. They just don't. No. They think they do. The end on the helmet stands for something, and it stands for just a lot of talking with not a whole lot to back it up anymore. Nope. Nope. And it was great to see the way that it played out, but 
Trent, they finished one and eight in the Big Ten. One and eight. One and eight. And point differential oh, zero. It's nuts, right? How does that happen? How does it happen? Well, Bad coaching. Uh, certainly, certainly has a big role in it. There's, there's no question about that. And yeah, I think that they're going to, uh, you know, sniff around the transfer portal. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll, we'll see where that goes. But um, fun game, fun game. Good to see. How about Shudak? Yeah, Trent, the kids, I'm telling you, he's getting one of those 32 jobs. You think so? Yes, and here's the thing. It's not like there's only 32 kickers. You can find NFL rosters going on their fourth or fifth kicker already this year. (laughs) That's true. So, I mean, he's going to get a shot. I'm convinced of it. The kid's automatic. Automatic. So very good this year. Oh, my God. You know, it's it's three whenever he lines up. Mm Mm-hmm. Whenever it lines up. And they needed every single one of them. They certainly did. Certainly did. Put up 19 points in the fourth quarter, and away they go to Indianapolis. I'm so glad we have a football game to talk about this week. Let's do Iowa State. Um, obviously, you know, the the game was kind of overshadowed by the pregame senior ceremony mm. with Campbell, et, et, et cetera, and, you know, his, his his love and affection for the players. I mean, it, it is what it is. That's that's him. Um, that's not that's not phony. That that's that's who he is, and who Brees Hall is is as good a running back. Look, Troy Davis was exceptional. Mm-hmm. David Montgomery was really good. This kid, I know there's no two thousand yards beside his name, but my God, he is so special, Trent. He is fun to watch, and this is not this is not a good offensive line. Nope. We've um, he's covered up a lot on. of the yep. problems with that offensive line yep. the last couple of years. Yep, and they were certainly overrated coming into the season because of what mm-hmm. Brees Hall did a year ago. You look at the numbers; they're incredible. You think of what he's done this offensive line when he's not out there doing things, and just how pedestrian yep. that they look. He is, for my money, the best running back certainly in my lifetime. Yeah, I, Troy I, Davis was great, and I get it. Right. But how many of those yards? And I remember seeing it before. But when they were down fifty-five I think, to ten in the right, third yeah. string, I get it. You're I think right. there was a one of those two years. I want to say that over half of his yards came when they were down two scores or more. Mm-hmm. Says a lot, right? Here's here's how here's how I look at it. It's really difficult to compare errors. I get mm-hmm. it. If Troy Davis and Brees Hall are competing for the job tomorrow, yeah, Brees Hall will win. I think so too. I think Brees Hall will win, and this is no slight against uh, Troy Davis, no, who's no. A phenomenal. Probably should have won a Heisman, except his team stunk. Right, right. His team was so bad. They were three and eight. They were three and eight. Brock Purdy sets all the records. Another incredible day out of him. Love to see Chase Allen get his touchdown uh, at the end. I think it was the final touchdown of the game. Uh, there was just so many highlights. Some of the young guys making plays on that defensive side of the ball. Um, we'll we'll see where they go, but wherever they go. I'm convinced they're going with Matt Campbell, and this wasn't the case. And look at um, you can believe what you want to believe as far as what USC and the uh, the flirtation was between the schools. Today's Los Angeles Times, Brady McCullough. Some of you may have read Brady McCullough over the years. He used to write for the Kansas City Star. Mm-hmm. This is today's LA Times. Let me get the quote in front of me. Backup plan. This is uh, from the LA Times. Brady McCullough. Backup plans were in place just in case Riley opted to stay put. Consideration was given to Baylor's Dave Aranda and to Iowa State's Matt Campbell. During the weekend, Campbell emerged as the top option behind Riley. The belief was that the Iowa State coach would accept the job if offered. Now, is that Brady Cullors' belief or is that USC's belief? Sure. That's not outlined in the story. I'm glad he's staying. I, I mean, we've said this all along. I thought that this was, if there ever was going to be a chance, an, an option to leave, that this might be the one he listens closest to. Um, but it's 
better for Iowa State when Matt Campbell's there, and it's better for sports talk radio when Iowa yes. State football's relevant. Right. It's not a summer of, can they get to yes. six? Or, boy, I see three, Trent. How about you? Well, yeah, maybe four. There could be four if they, yeah, There's mm-hmm. that's not the conversation. And with breaks, you can have a season like 2020. And that is what the program has developed into. Is it going to be a step back in terms of at least the names that we know next year? Yeah, it looks that way. Doesn't mean they can't go out to the transfer portal and bring in a couple right. of guys and with the right pieces. And I've been impressed by these young guys. Mm-hmm. Remember, we haven't seen a ton of the young guys because, well, you return 20 starters from a year ago. <laughs> yeah. So you don't get many opportunities. But the ones that we have. Certainly more on defense than on offense. Absolutely. Yep. From what we've seen from you know the Bo Frailers of the world. And there's been Donald opportunities. Purchase. Purchase, absolutely. Aishim Young's relatively young. Now, yeah. We saw him before, but he's a, he's a player. Um, and, and, and here's the other thing, too. This, is, this April is going to be so rare. Um, this isn't going to be Alan Lazard, will he or won't he? Will her Cyclone be drafted or not? Mm-hmm. There's going to be a bunch of them. There's going to be a bunch of them. That Does are drafted. the first round drought end though? It's going to be close. It's in the twenty, and if it is, I think it's Brees Hall. You do, I, I do, and if he does well at the combine, yes, and you know once once they they do the measurables. Mm-hmm. Um, Will McDonald, look, he's hurt. Yeah. He's got a core injury, apparently. See, he's the guy for me. No, I can see that. I can see that. Because running backs, think of Travis Etienne. Mm-hmm. Was as talented of a guy yep. as we've seen snuck in there mm-hmm. right at the end. Brees Hall's excellent. And yep. you're right. It's going to come down to how they test. If all of a sudden Brees Hall, oh, he ran a four four two. Right. And there's a team at 28, 29. I mean, he's not the top 20 player. Running backs just aren't, right. for the most part. Mm-hmm. And when you do, you've got to be absolutely positive. Or you end up like the Giants with Saquon. Who does who, In terms like, of talent, yes. Right. But it's we a We all saw back. him play in college. Well, hell, you guys saw what he did at Kinnick Stadium. <laughs> yes. My God. Um, but but it's a running back. And, mm-hmm. and at, the, at the next level, not a dime that does it, but you get my point. It's tough. Um, if I had to guess here today, I would say no, the streak doesn't end. Mm-hmm. But there's, like I say, there's going to be a handful of guys get drafted, I believe. Basketball, real quick. Iowa State over the weekend. Wow. Trent, this was, was when was the Alabama State game? Oh, because they stayed down to play. Ago? Was it last Monday? Because they stayed and played Iowa two nights later, whenever it was. Right, right. You know what? I don't think it was Thanksgiving week. Whenever it was. Trent, this is an entirely different basketball team that showed up in Brooklyn. It was Tuesday the 16th. Tuesday the 16th. Well, there you go. So, 10 days later, 11 days later, whatever it was, beat Xavier and beat Memphis and did it both convincingly. They dominated. They, they, those they, games. they were never in doubt. Without Jack Dungey, Xavier gets beat by 20 themselves, just right. like Memphis. Well, I guess it turned out to be 19. Mm-hmm. That Memphis team has a couple of lottery picks on it. And Iowa State, the way that they clamp down defensively. Yes. And that's that's the calling card of this team. There's limitations offensively. It's not a great shooting team. Now, nope. Koontz keeps hitting shots. And, yeah. and Kalsher was unbelievable. <laughs> right. And Kalsher, even if he can get to like, 33, 35% from three, mm-hmm. look out. Yeah. Because what he does defensively, same thing. Brock, he's not, he's not a great shooter. He's a good offensive player. Not mm-hmm. a great shooter, though. But you put it all together and what they're doing on the defensive end, it's going to give them an opportunity, not every night, but most nights, that they're going to have an opportunity. Again, stop me if you heard this before. The Big 12 is amazing, again, at basketball. That mm-hmm. conference is going to be great once again. Seemingly every single year. I think, what is it, eight of the last nine years has been the number one team, number one conference, excuse me, in the country at Kempom. That's what this conference is, and it's going to be a bear 
again this season. So can we? Is it too early to have the bubble conversation if they keep playing like this? I mean, Trent, there was no way in hell that this team was even going to sniff postseason. No, right. No. I'm not saying they're in the tournament based mm-hmm. on two games, but you have to look at those two games and think to yourself if they keep taking these steps forward. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was a joke that Bet Rivers put the the number out uh, for for conference wins at what two, two and a half, two and a half. So they got to win three games in the conference. Heavily and- invested. I know you are. Good for you. Yes. I wish I would have been. But I won't bet the locals. Um, well, they're but, giving away money. I know. I thought they were giving away money. At, well, anyways, I'll save that for another day. <laughs> um, but don't you think that this team might flirt with conversation? So this is what they have remaining. Wednesday this week, Arkansas Pine Bluff. Okay. And then they got Creighton coming up, don't they? got they? Creighton on Saturday. Okay. 8 o'clock. Late have you seen Creighton? I saw him play a little bit against Nebraska. Yep. They put up a big lead, and Nebraska came back, and it was close. Mm-hmm. Creighton is its one of McDermott's youngest teams that okay. he's had. They're kind of not what you normally... No, they're 6-1, but they're not quite there. They mm-hmm. got blown out by Colorado State. Mm-hmm. There's a name we know over there, Colorado yeah, State, doing say. a really good job over Two there, names too. over there. Right, yeah. Uh, they're okay. They're okay. They're not what you'd probably think of. They're not the team of a year ago, gotcha. certainly. Not tw- top 25, but that's a winnable game. Yeah. And I got to guess... There's going to be plenty of Cyclone fans that make their way over to Omaha for that one, right? Oh, that because it's a big building. Yes. Big, big building. Seats available. Uh, what and, is it, 18,000? Yeah, it's huge. Yep. So, going to be an opportunity there. Of course, Iowa then, a week from Thursday. Trent, all of a sudden, that game that looked oh. as, oh my God, mm-hmm. you really want to watch that Cyclone fans? Right. All of a sudden? Hannon coming back oh. after signing the shoes two years ago. Right. Yeah, that's going to be a big-time one. And then they coast into conference play mm-hmm. with Jackson State, Southeast Louisiana, and Chicago State. Even a split of those two games. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Because of the depth of the conference, even getting to 8-10, and 10, if one, one or two of those wins is against a Kansas, a Texas, whoever emerges out of that group of Baylor, yeah. at 8-10, and 10, with what they've done, mm. what they did in New York, in Brooklyn, has put themselves yes. absolutely there. Where it doesn't have to be, oh, you got to have a winning record in the conference. That's not the case. They've done enough here to this point. And the big thing is, because they got some dregs on here, as we talked about, mm-hmm. on the other side of the state. Right. But it's so much better with the new metric, the net metric, as compared to the RPI. When you play those dregs, it just it killed you mm-hmm. when you played that many bad teams. The net doesn't impact it as much. You get the right wins, they got a chance. And the way they play defense, mm. yeah. Cyclones got a chance. Yeah, they clamped down. Look, they 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 won two games last year. They've won. They're six and zero this year. <laughs> right. I thought T.J. Otzelberger was taking the easy way out, a lazy hire, mm-hmm. right? A lazy hire. The way the right I put hire. it at the time was, I just thought that the Iowa State basketball job was too good to just give to your buddy, and that's right. what it was. Yes. Jamie Pollard and him are friends, mm-hmm. and I I wanted them to at the very least. Look around because it felt like a foregone conclusion. Yes, it did. That Otz was going to get the job, and that's obviously the way mm-hmm. that it played out. Thank God, <laughs> right? And, and it's looking great right now. I wanted though to see what else was out there. Right. What other names would make sense? But for right now, mm-hmm. they got the guy, and mm-hmm. they had a guy also that understands that program and that. Well, and that's department. as important as anything, Trent. And you know what? Um, yeah, yeah. Again, we both thought it was taking the easy way out, and. And I was wrong. He knows the culture. He knows what it's like to coach in Ames. He gets it. Um, It's right hire. Good for you, Jamie Pollard. You got one. Uh, For as good as it was for Iowa State, though, Drake, that's a rough weekend. Yeah, it was. 0-3. 
it was re- it was really rough. Watched him yesterday morning. Started at nine thirty, I think. Yeah. Uh, didn't see the first fifteen minutes of the game, but saw the rest of it. Look, they had a chance. Roman Penn's got the ball in his hand in the in the paint with an open shot, and it just wouldn't fall. Uh, had an opportunity to get the tip, it wouldn't fall. Um, couldn't get it done. But you're right, zero and three. Now on the other side of the state with the, with the valley, look out, AJ Green. Yeah. Oosh. Uh, it, by far his best his best game of 2021-22. He couldn't miss. He couldn't. He was incredible and just saw snippets of that, bits and pieces, checking in. And football was going on, of course. Sure. And flipped on the app a couple of times, ESPN Plus, and watched it. But good environment out there. A ranked St. Bonaventure team. First mm-hmm. time they've been ranked since, what, the 1970s? A program that way back in the day was really good, New York program, but had fallen on hard times. It's had some decent teams throughout the years, but they went in there, shot lights out. You mentioned A.J. Green, nine three-pointers in the game, Burhouse hitting shots, and Heisey, a guy that I just wasn't sure about, he continues to come up big for them. He's playing at a high level. Bourne's working his mm-hmm. way back out. It's not an overly deep team by any means, but it goes without saying. They shoot the basketball. Yep. They're going to have a chance throughout the season. And if Green plays at they, that level, they're going to be right there. And think of the race with them and Loyola and Drake mm-hmm. and throw Missouri State in there, too. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's going to take a lot now to be a yes, two-bid league. I agree with you. November was not kind to the Valley. You know, if Loyola could have beat Michigan State, and they were right there mm-hmm. on that, what was that, Wednesday? I think it was Wednesday morning that they were playing, but they just weren't able to break through. Same thing with Drake. They, they had a chance against Alabama. It was a really good team. and just couldn't get it done, and that's ultimately, I think, going to hurt this as a whole, the conference. Still an opportunity, but now... You know, those teams at the top, it can't be four teams going 14-4. and four. You need one or two of them to merge right. at 16-2 and two plus probably because of what's happened here in the non-conference. Well, fun weekend. We haven't even touched on the NFL, so let's maybe spend a minute on the NFL from yesterday or from the weekend if, if you'd like. Um, Packers, man, maybe that's oh. the, of the, of the, lo- of the yeah. locals, that's the story with the Chiefs being off. Aaron Rodgers playing at MVP level again. Defense making plays when they had to. Matthew Stafford, uh, Rams fans starting to see the Lions version yeah. of their QB. Feels like it's kind of trending that Ooh. direction. No Robert Woods, obviously out for the year. Mm-hmm. Jefferson stepped up. Of course, they they got Cooper Cup and they got weapons. Boy, but he's something, isn't he, this Cooper Cup? It just doesn't feel like it's, it's all melding well for the Rams because the talent certainly is there and you go back to one spot. Most important position mm-hmm. in sport, mm-hmm. quarterback. Mm-hmm. Stafford has some of those ugly parts. He still threw 300 yards, but it just didn't feel right. Yeah. Watching that one and yeah, the Packers. I don't know how. Well, Mason Crosby's going to be a problem. If he, if he, it comes Ugh. down to, and it will in the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, what is wrong with this dude? Me, Jesus. This guy was automatic for so much. Father time, everybody but Brady, I guess. But remember, he had another one of these years, what, three, four years well, back? You're right. And then he turned it around. Right. I don't think he'll be given that opportunity. He makes too much money to turn around. This this will be, I got to think this. Hey, there's a kicker in Iowa City that's maybe going <laughs> to we'll put his name. You. I'm telling are, you. Are you Caleb Shudek's agent? Is that what's happening I'd here? Love to have, I'd, love, I'd love to buy stock in Mr. Shudek. I'll say that much. Uh, real quick from this. Did you see Kirk Herbstreit's tweet from last night? I thought, you know what? This is a really good tweet. As far as making you think, that's mm-hmm. all. That's what I want to okay. want to preface it. I want to bring it up here. Um, let's His tweet, he's spitballing, as he said, the crazy of, of scenarios. Mm-hmm. Not predicting this. Just what if? What if Georgia wins, mm-hmm. Iowa wins, okay. Houston wins, and Baylor wins? All right. So, Cincinnati out. 
Since, how do you going to put Cincinnati out? They well, they lost to Houston, right, right? Right, right. They're out. Yes, Cincinnati's out. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Michigan out. Michigan is out. Loss. Yep. Oklahoma State out. Yep. So it's Georgia automatic. Yep. And then who? Well, Notre Dame would be sitting on the on Notre Dame's going to be five or six tomorrow. So I would think that they, even though they're not playing, they have one fewer data point. They would get one of them. You'd put them in over Cincinnati team that beat them at Notre Dame. Yes, because they're Notre Dame, and I think they'll get in. <laughs> because they're Notre Dame. Yep, because of that reason. I think Their best win is against an 8-4. and four Yep, I don't care. Wisconsin Notre team. Dame's going to get in. Okay. There's two. All right. Need four. Need four. <laughs> right. Baylor? Team that lost to an awful TCU team? Yeah. And to Oklahoma State, but they just beat them this weekend. Utah? Mm. They have three losses. No, no chance. No shot. Iowa? Mm-hmm. Big Ten champion. Big Ten champion. Conference just champion. Beat, just, just beat number two Michigan. Because Michigan it, will yeah. be number two tomorrow. Yeah. That's what we're going to be coming down to. Uh-huh. Those are going to be the conversations. Yes. Cincinnati that, or Notre Dame? Who do you take? The team that has the head-to-head or the team that beat up on a pretty bad schedule this mm-hmm. year? Mm-hmm. I, I think it's closer than maybe people think. Iowa or Baylor, if it comes down to that. Iowa, two losses. But yeah. we'll have a better win than anything Baylor has. Yeah. Beating Michigan, yeah, but also lost pretty convincingly mm-hmm. to both Purdue mm-hmm. and Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that conversation is also different if those were both one-score games, both tight games. But they got blown out in both those games, and I think that's going to matter too. And get past that, well, who me, else is out there? Let me let me throw this team out there: Ohio State, yeah, or even two-loss Alabama. If Alabama loses twenty-three twenty-one, mm-hmm. or loses in overtime. They're probably still in. Speaking of overtime, should Harson have gone for two? Yes. Uh, Take the win. And they had a beautiful play that they got the two-point conversion. Great point, Trent, because they saved that the first over the first two-point conversion portion of overtime, which, you know, I I like the shootout in hockey, but when you get to the playoffs, you go back to play until somebody scores, right? In a conference, I don't know. Right. I got you. I don't know, but you got to go for two there. Harsley. And you go take for the two. win, eighteen seventeen. Oh, how awesome that would have been! Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna guess if they would have went for it and not got it, he would be taking less flack than he is. Yes, for sure he would here today. Yes, and also something to keep an eye on: the clock's ticking down there. He needs to be vaccinated. I think by December eighth. Oh, he's not. Uh, he's on. He the, has not said. Okay. He has been very elusive as it pertains to that. Of course, wow. we saw what happened to Rolovich out of yeah. Washington State. Yeah. Something to keep an eye on, at the very least, with Harson. There's been a lot of conversation down there about that. And when we talk to Bama, I'm going to throw that by him, too, what the scuttlebutt is down in Alabama about in- that. Interesting. Didn't know that. Oh, what a game it was. Oh, yeah. Did Brian Young win the Heisman? I hope not. I hope not either, but there's a lot of folks that vote for this thing. <laughs> thing. There's the Heisman moment. There's what we've Heisman been Heisman moment. For. You had three points for 58 you're, minutes. You're preaching to the choir. Oh. You know who had a Heisman moment on Saturday and should get an invitation but won't win it? Caleb Shudek. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, no, number ninety-seven. You're going to see a lot of on Saturday. Yes. Night. Why can't we have a defensive yeah, player? Ever a year? He had fifteen pressures. Trent. Pro Football Focus, fifteen pressures. And I don't. And I know people. Some people roll their eyes when they hear the PFF numbers. Mm-hmm. I don't care who is grading it. I don't care if it's my daughter grading it. You can see when somebody's getting to the quarterback and they do it 14, 15 times. Mm-hmm. That is. As impactful, the most outstanding player in college football. Why isn't Aiden Hutchinson in that conversation? Yeah, I'm with you. 
I'm absolutely 100% in a lockstep with you. You could go through the top teams now in college football and probably point to a defensive guy being mm-hmm. the most important mm-hmm. player on each of those teams. Yet, that's Alabama quarterback. Yeah, they came back. They had three points through 58 minutes. It just, it's infuriating. The simplistic thinking at times of the Heisman voting. Uh, John Wilner, who covers the Pac-12, as he's the San Francisco, where does he write for? San Jose Mercury News. That's right, you're right. If Washington can get Matt Campbell, they're not getting Matt Campbell. I just don't see it. I think he's that's he's been out there for a while. I told I you this weeks ago yep. that Washington yep. is a job yep. mm-hmm. that is at least continued to talk about. And in terms of national stature, look, the Washington program isn't what it was under Don James and mm-hmm. going back to the eighties and nineties and winning national championships. But it's still a really great job. No, it is. Now look, at, I think USC is the was the plum. Mm-hmm. Um, is it an apricot? It's pretty good. It's pretty good. It's a top twenty program. I, I think he's waiting for Notre Dame, and and Brian Kelly might have been closer to leaving this year than, than yeah. in some years. So I, that, what does that say? Maybe maybe the maybe patience. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got to get to Scott Docterman. We will do that. We'll take a timeout. Doc coming up next. From we got to talk Athletic some quarterbacks with with Doc. He should find out tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Well, everybody will find out. Well, tomorrow. will we actually find out though, or are we going to hear a little well, more playing coy? With the quarterback, you saw the, the, the. I'm ready for the or on the depth chart. The Zoom meeting yesterday said that he's going to announce it tomorrow. We'll see. Scott Dockerman next. Miller and Condon till noon. Underway. Busy Monday. Des Moines Sports Station 106.3. Roofing.net. Now back to Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. Welcome back, Hillary Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Let's get to our friend Scott Darkerman. He's got a trip to Indianapolis in his future as the Hawks and the Wolverines will collide 7 o'clock our time on Fox. Of course, if you can't be in front of your TV, you can hear the game down the hall here. News Radio 1040 WHO. Hello, Scott Darkerman. How are you? I'm doing great, guys. How are you today? Doing well. Doc, before we, um, I don't want to run out of time uh, without having the proper time to do this, but there's a great sale going on at The Athletic. I think today is the final day, Cyber Monday. Uh, You won't find a better bargain in in sports, in my opinion. I mean, it's a buck a month if you sign up today for The Athletic, and it's not just if if you're not a Hawkeye fan, if you're a pro sports fan. Every single sport, uh, for the most part, has a our team has a dedicated writer, uh, which is why I am such a big fan. I read about my Winnipeg Jets constantly. Doc, it's a great offer. Let's talk a little bit about that. Today is the final day, correct? That is correct. Yeah, our Black Friday sale, $1 per month for 12 months for new subscribers. So, um, you know, we could read up on Iowa or a lot of the other uh, teams around. We do have a Michigan writer, so... You can follow both teams throughout the week. But then, as you said, you could go with a lot of different things. We have a lot of great national basketball writers. I believe Brian Hamilton has written recently about Iowa State basketball. So, uh, And then, of course, the Packers, the Vikings, the Bears, and uh, you know whether or not coaching changes are going to happen there. And then, of course, around the country uh, with Lincoln Riley just recently leaving Oklahoma for USC. 
Which was a massive move, Doc. Let, let's start there. We'll get to just, just a minute on Lincoln Riley. Uh, the Pac-12 needed this in the worst way, Doc. They needed to, because this, this conference, they've struggled to find a place in the college football playoff. They needed a shot in the arm like this with the Pac, with the, oh, Oklahoma and Texas joined the SEC, the Big Ten being what the Big Ten is. The Pac-12 seemingly, you know, they were on the outside looking in. This was huge for the conference, let alone USC. It uh, yeah for sure and I mean it, it's it, the, it it has an issue with being left out repeatedly and Oregon's done a nice job for the most part of kind of making the conference relevant but after Oregon it's really slipped and and when you have a USC a blue blood uh, you know, with a national profile you need it to be good just like the Big Ten needs Ohio State to be good or the Big Twelve did need uh, Oklahoma and Texas to be good until they left. And just some of the other programs, it just makes the sport better when they're good. And, and then, of course, it makes it more compelling when they get upset, too, in high-stakes games. So I think this is really a, a, a big-time move for USC to get Lincoln Riley. I'm anxious to see what Washington will do because it's probably after Oregon, maybe the next most highest-profile program out west. And if you can solidify that, and have relevant games, especially when they're looking for a new TV contract. I think it really helps the Pac-12 and then ultimately college football. All right, Doc, from there, no coaching change, at least on the horizon, at Iowa as the Hawkeyes make their way to the Big Ten Championship game. West Division champions, I cringed when I saw the T-shirts and the trophy before the Wisconsin-Minnesota game, but there it was, the Gophers help out. They do it in a season, 10-2. and Just an overview, Doc, your overview of this team one that Ken and I continue to say, I don't know how, yet here they are, 10-2. and two. As I always have said for this team for about the last month and a half is just try to get the last couple of drops of ketchup out of the bottle. <laughs> and uh, that's kind of what they've done. They've won tough, hard-fought games. They've rallied from three double-digit deficits to win this year. Uh, so, And they've done it in a perfect complementary fashion with offense, defense, and special teams. Uh, so, I, you know, early on, it was it was kind of a... Uh, a snowball down a hill, you know, and then it got kind of stuck. And now they're pushing that rock up the hill and the snowball up the hill. And, and here they are. I mean, 10 and two, it's, um, it's impressive. Uh, you look back now with, with the benefit of hindsight of what this team is versus what it, it has been over the last few years. You could honestly say that any of the last three versions of Iowa was certainly better on offense when you had, you know, a couple of years ago with Fanton Hawkinson and, you know, Amir Smith-Marset, last year's team with some dominant defensive linemen and, and a great left tackle, and uh, but yet they're doing whatever it takes to win. And um, and in some ways that needs to be applauded rather than derided because, hey, you win games, it matters. And you win, uh, you know, and, and really going to Nebraska, they are starting to play better. I think they're playing better to their strengths and coaching to their strengths. And even though last week they were ravaged by the flu, uh, they were able to make it happen. You know, and you got to give uh, credit, and we could probably do this after every week, uh, Phil Parker, uh, credit uh, for the uh, for the adjustments they made at halftime because Nebraska was doing some business out on the edge, fellas, as you think back to that first half of that game. And seemingly, they pushed the linebackers out further in the second half because the, those plays that were there, uh, those running plays that were there for Nebraska early in the game, Doc, they got completely taken away in the second half. That's coaching half, uh, second half adjustments, in my opinion, by moving the linebackers around. Yeah, the linebackers were important, and also 
they, they just didn't do a very good job of holding the line of really playing containment. And uh, whether it was the defensive ends crashing too much and allowing for space for a quarterback keep or a pitch, it's just a lot of a lot of it's just basic fundamentals against the option, which you don't use usually use very often. But they did batten it down a little bit. And in some ways, it was similar, completely different stylistically, but similar to the Minnesota game where they were getting killed a lot of times on outside sweeps, and then they they made some alterations and they made it work and. And, uh, you know, I wasn't sure it was going to work um, when Nebraska had, took the ball 94 yards for a touchdown and they were down 21 to 6. But certainly they stepped up in the fourth quarter and uh, Nebraska really didn't stick to its game plan very well. And I think it, it really it started to feel the pressure when Iowa started to come back, especially after that block punt and uh, kind of cratered, whereas Iowa pretty much surged on, on uh, defense. So the quarterback question now is out there after we see Spencer Petras come into the game. Iowa has the comeback while he's at the helm, not because of Petras, but the running game really got going. But overall, first year anticipation before hearing what Kirk has to say tomorrow, depth chart being released. I think there might be an or between the two names, but what do you anticipate is going to happen tomorrow when we hear who's the guy, Padilla or Petras? It's a great question, and I've tried to go back and forth. I've, I've watched, rewatched the game multiple times just to say, because sometimes what you feel in the moment is uh, the, the emotion of the game. Mm-hmm. And really, when I looked back at, at what Alex Padilla did, it wasn't that bad. He missed on a couple of passes, and including the touchdown, that was a really bad pass. And, and But Spencer Petrus wasn't awesome either throwing the football, uh, he had better command of the team, I think, at that point, and that's maybe what it needed at the moment, at that juncture. But uh, and, and again, Alex Padilla was probably more worn out by the flu than, than Spencer Petrus was. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, it's hard to make a prediction. I mean, it, the the person who's watched Kirk Ferentz all these years would say Petrus, <laughs> but I, I would really say Padilla would make more sense. But that said, I don't know. It, it's just hard to say right now because they both have put forth i mean they're both part of this 10 and 2 team their ha- their statistics haven't been that different they've got some different styles you've got leadership qualities on one side with with petrus that you can't replicate mm-hmm. whereas you have quickness and and against a you know one of the best if not the best pass rushing team in the in the big 10 if not one of them in the country yeah, you're going to need everything you can get moving in the pocket. Yeah, that and that to me is the great separator, Doc, because Hutchinson is going to get his, and Ojabo is going to get his. Those two guys, uh, they put a tremendous amount of pressure on the quarterback, as they, as we saw with with C.J. Stroud. Doc, Michigan dominated the Wolverines on both sides of the football. Whether you know the offensive line or the defensive line, Ohio State had no answer, and that's my opinion was where that Michigan game was won and lost. And then you toss in the running back, Haskins, who I thought, he's a pretty good back. But boy, oh boy, he was unbelievable. And McNamara's an efficient quarterback. It's going to be a tough game, Doc. (laughs) No question. This is a little bit different team than we saw a year ago from Michigan. And and all the credit in the world to Jim Harbaugh. I mean, you look at the Big Ten Coach of the Year, there are some very strong candidates. And I would say Kirk Ferentz should be at or near the top of the list, too, based on what we've seen this year. But Jim Harbaugh... Uh, that team was dead team walking a year ago. Yep. We had no idea that, that team was going to be anywhere near uh, competitive. And then to go in, and they were a home underdog, but to flex their rivalry muscles and keep punching and keep being physical, no let up, no, no matter what happened or didn't happen, 
they were they were on the attack, and Ohio State couldn't handle it. And, and I think it showed a lot of the the issues that Ohio State had against Oregon and and maybe in a few other games. So yeah, this is quite a formidable opponent, no question. Um, they're playing as well as anybody in the country, um, and on and really they were up thirty to fourteen on um, on Michigan State. Otherwise, they'd be undefeated. So. Uh, it's going to take a, a heck of an effort from Iowa to to really be in a competitive game in the fourth quarter. That said, five years ago it was similar, and I'm not mm-hmm. saying that that's something to, to be a parallel. But Michigan was number two in the country, uh, probably stronger defensively then than they are now, and Iowa was probably weaker on at least passing the football than they are now. And so I, I, I'm not suggesting or predicting anything yet by any stretch, but. I have a feeling this is going to be a four-quarter fist fight, one way or the other. We know with the win, I was in the Rose Bowl. With the loss, though, it gets convoluted. Doc, you are the bullzar of the mm-hmm. state of Iowa, so fill us in. Iowa loses, let's say, around the point spread. They lose 27-17 to the Wolverines. The Hawkeyes end up where for their bowl destination? I think it'll be the Citrus. And uh, if they lose, like say, 27-20 or... You know, whatever it ends up being, just straddle the over under on and the points, uh, point spread there. I think they'll probably be the citrus. They'll be 10 and three. You'll see Michigan, you know, and a lot of it depends on what happens tomorrow, uh, with the, the college football rankings mm-hmm. because the Rose Bowl, if, if Michigan wins, obviously it goes to the college football playoff and then the Rose Bowl will take the second highest ranked Big Ten team. And if, if that's Iowa, then it's Iowa. If it's Michigan State, it, which it shouldn't be, or, you know, it, but it's probably either going to be Ohio State, mm-hmm. um, or Iowa if that comes out. Now, if I were the committee and if I were the Bulls, what I would try to do is gerrymander a matchup where you can maybe have Alabama play Ohio State in the Peach Bowl, have a Michigan State or an Iowa in the, in the Rose, and then maybe an Ole Miss and a Sugar, because then you're going to have teams who are excited about those destinations. And because otherwise, Ohio, you know, Alabama playing, say, Baylor or Oklahoma State in the Sugar, that's not going to get their juices flowing. But if you're playing Ohio State, it will. And same thing with Ohio State. If they got to play a rematch with Oregon or, or Utah, there's going to be a lot of opt-outs. There's going to be a lot of players saying, eh, you know, it's not that big of a deal. So, but for Iowa, going to the Rose Bowl is a big deal. So if I were them, I would try to do that. But we know they're not that smart. So uh, my guess is it'd be Ohio State. To the uh, to Pasadena, Michigan State, either the Fiesta or the Peach, and then Iowa to the Citrus. Did you see Kirk Herbstreit's uh, Armageddon tweet from last night? What if Iowa wins the Big Ten, uh, Georgia wins the SEC, Baylor wins the Big Twelve, Utah wins the Pac Twelve? It seems like Notre Dame would be in, Georgia would be in, but then who? I mean, is, is Iowa got a? I don't know if it's a lottery ticket yet, but if they win, Doc potentially aren't they in the conversation if indeed the carnage that Herb Street laid out comes to fruition? They should be in the conversation. They're awfully far back. And really, again, tomorrow is going to be a key indicator where they end up. I mean, I think they should be somewhere around 12 mm-hmm. based on Me who too. lost last week. That would be that would make sense. But uh, but that's that, even then, that's a huge jump from 12 to 4. Um, there'd, there'd be some carnage, of course, but... Um, you know, I, I mean, I think three teams would be spoken for. Cincinnati would be in there unless that gets upset by Houston, Houston and, and yeah. you know, certainly Georgia. And he put that in the. He, that was Notre part Dame. of his scenario that Houston beats Cincinnati. Oh, okay. <laughs> right. Oh man. Oh, <laughs> I think Iowa needs to be discussed. No question. And uh-huh. I think it, it depends on how it happens. But if you're 
you know, if you're a two-loss Big Ten champion that beat a two-loss mm-hmm. team and the next teams in your league have two losses, then I think you deserve a little credit for that. And no matter, you know, style of play, whatever you did, I mean, no matter what happens in the playoff, then I think, yes, absolutely, you should be considered. Now, um, if, say, Oklahoma State wins, if, um, you know, I think they deserve to be in yeah, there. Me too. I think they've been fantastic defensively in and, and Cincinnati. I'm not as sold on Notre Dame as being a playoff team, but – I, I think they're definitely a New York Six team. Uh, there's a lot of questions there, but um, hey, that's what makes this fun. That's it really what makes is the most interesting sport out there because you don't have these conversations with football. It's like who's going to be the sixth or seventh seed in the AFC? <laughs> no, which is that's a good point. Although it is a big talker this year, but we'll save that for yeah. January. Uh, if you follow college football, um, if you follow sports, the Athletic today is the final day of the Cyber Monday sale. Uh, for a year, a buck a month, $12 for a yearly subscription to The Athletic. Well worth the money. Scott Dockerman, great stuff, Doc. Uh, thank you for doing this. We'll recap it with you uh, next week if your schedule allows. Thank you, Doc. All right. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Yep, good, good, good to talk to you. Scott Dockerman from The Athletic. Miller and Condon back to finish up the hour. We're on Des Moines Sports Station 106.3. Competition. I don't disagree one little bit. Well, what a weekend. Lincoln Riley. Look, there's no defense or doubts about it. He's running out on Oklahoma mm-hmm. because they're leaving the Big 12. That's and good be, for him. Yes. Good it's for a, him. What's a better, easier place to win? USC? Or the SEC? I, I know the answer. Everybody does. Lincoln Riley did as important as anything. Bama Bob, Trent, and I will go around college football kicking off our number two next on 106.3 KXN.